Hey everyone, Kira Davis here. If you're like me, you're always looking for new ways to be healthier, be more fit. Well, eating better is easier than ever with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You've got your two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals. They're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. You've got pancakes, smoothies, and a lot more than that. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. I like this part a lot. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. My husband and I travel a lot for work, and some weeks we need more meals than others. So that is a huge plus. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm not a very good cook, so I love that. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. And y'all, don't we all want to save more money these days? Don't we all need to save more money these days so you can save money and eat right? What's not to love here? Well, check this out. If you go over to factormeals.com slash JLTY50 and you use code JLTY50, you'll get 50% off. Talk about saving money. So factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, factormeals.com slash J-L-T-Y 50 and use my code, my code, J-L-T-Y 50 and you'll get 50% off. That's code J-L-T-Y 50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off. Eating better has never been easier. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities and where real talk lives. Online at fcbradio.com. FCB. I pray the Lord, my soul today, that we won't lose faith and we won't lose faith. All we got is us, no one can take that away. Yeah. So don't lose faith, it's gonna be okay. I pray the Lord, my soul today, that we won't lose faith and we won't lose faith. All we got is us, no one can take that away. Yeah. So don't lose faith, it's gonna be okay. Well, hey, everybody, it's JLTY. We're here. We're back. I'm I'm alive. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> Barely. But I wanted to um, bring in someone who's very special to the show, of course, and to me this week to talk about what he's got going on. I've talked to you guys about what Darvio is doing in his area. Um, you've noticed that 
the posting of the show has been sporadic lately and I've already told you guys that this is how it's going to be till November but the, the other reason is Darvio is also very heavily involved in a political race in his area so we're both really doing heavy lifting right now and I wanted to talk to Darvio about what's going on in his race I think it's one of the most underreported stories of the election cycle and if it turns out the way we hope it turns out it could set precedent for the Republican Party. So I'm really excited to welcome Darvio. Darvio, welcome to JLTY Plus. I am glad to be back. What's happening, Superstar? Well, I'm so happy you're here. So you and I talk offline constantly all the time and we're sharing our battle stories and you've been updating me on what's going on with a particular candidate you're working with a guy named Lee Weingart. He's running for County executive in Cuyahoga County. Now Cuyahoga Cuyahoga County in Ohio also includes the city that Darvio lives in Cleveland. And as you can imagine, you know, that's a, that's a, a hot spot. It's a nexus for a lot of the wider county issues um, that's going on there. You know that Darvio has been involved in this um, BLM aftermath series, and he has talked about the aftermath of the BLM riots in Cleveland, particularly. And Lee Weingart is one of these people that seems to have noticed that uh, all of these ideas, these pie in the sky ideas that the progressives had for the County of Cuyahoga and the city of Cleveland have been an utter disaster. Crime is up, poverty's up, taxes are up, gas is up, like everything's worse. And Lee is going out there giving his plan for uplifting the community, for for reestablishing trust between community and their representatives, for lowering the tax burden, for using what they do have in taxes and revenue to support the community, particularly the minority community. Now, here's why. I'm going to have Darvio fill in all the blanks here, but Hmm. here is why this is actually a really amazing race. Lee Weingart is a white Republican and he is bringing his message to majority black communities in Cuyahoga County and he's winning. He's winning them. He's winning their hearts and minds. He's winning support from, and I know a lot of people say, oh, we're bipartisan. He's literally winning bipartisan support. He's winning support from Democrats. And I want to talk about how he's doing it, because I think that this is a formula that Republicans and conservatives need to replicate. There is a way to work within our communities where we're not forcing people to vote Republican, but we are letting them share in problem solving. So Darvio, how in the hell does a white guy like Lee, <laughs> a white businessman like Lee, go into a community like let's just take take Cleveland to start yeah. with? I know it's a county race, but Cleveland is is a is a hot spot. How does yeah. he go into a city like Cleveland? It's a Black Lives Matter city, you know. It's it's uh, has a huge black population and not be run out. He's not only not being run out; people are inviting him to come speak, and they're supporting him. What's going on? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, um, if I hadn't seen it in my like right there in front of my face, I wouldn't believe it. There was a a, a, a moment where he went to a, a birthday party uh, for Jeff Brown, who's also on the network and is supporting Lee as well. And when and we're in a suburban Cleveland area, but it's a predominantly black area. Lee walks in this in this bar and they 
bum rush him like he's a freaking <laughs> celebrity. I've never seen anything like this before. I turned around to my buddies that was standing. I was like, yo, this is good because uh, I'm like, I've never seen anything like this for a Republican. I'm like, yo, this is amazing. So one of the things it, it's been a couple of things that Lee that Lee has done. One, he was in the community before he ran for this position. So he uh, he runs a firm called L&E Group, which is basically a lobbying firm. But what he's been doing, what he did before he got involved in the race was that he was going and pulling down resources for black businesses. So he helped his his organization helped a lot of black businesses stay open during the during the pandemic when everything was shut down. And these businesses were losing resources. And as you know, Kira, black businesses are are we never have the amount of resources. Right. White businesses do. So it's so when when the shutdown happened, that negatively impacted black businesses at an even higher rate than than other businesses. So Lee was able to uh, use his organization to go get resources to help these black businesses. One business in particular that he helped uh he helped her be able to take her product, which was being sold in inner city Cleveland neighborhood. And now she's getting ready to go national with it as a result of what, what Lee and his organization did and what, what they were able to, to help her with. He put, he got pulled down millions of dollars to put a, a roof, a new roof on a community center in a black neighborhood. So he's, so he was doing the work. He was, uh, he went and got money for Caramu House, which is uh, one of the oldest black theaters in in America. It's where Langston Hughes was. Right. So he's uh, he's went and, and and did things in the community. So people already knew him. Number one. Number two, he started running like a year before. Uh, this year. Right. So like he's been running like what you would normally run a year. He's been running two years. So he's mm -hmm. been out in the community. Mm -hmm. People have gotten to know him people, before he even asked for anybody's vote. You know what I mean? People, he introduced himself to people. The other thing that's interesting is in this race, as you 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 mentioned about the, the Black Lives Matter city and all of that, in this race, it's actually the Democrat who has uh, a, poli a police problem. Um, the Democrat that Lee is running against uh, used to be in charge of a neighborhood called University Circle. And University Circle is a very, think of your stereotypical, posh, rich, woke enclave. That's this neighborhood, right? So it has our, it has our uh, cultural institutions, like the Museum of Art, the Museum of History, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So if you can picture that in your mind, you, you get a pretty good idea of the type of neighborhood that this is. Well, this neighborhood has its own private police department that is in mm. charge of that neighborhood. Um, it's one of the only, it may be the only in the city of Cleveland, but it's definitely one of the only <laughs> neighborhoods in the city of Cleveland with its own private police department. Wow. So that there was a, a ProPublica article that, that came out in 2020 that showed that 90% of the tickets that was issued by University Circle Police went to black drivers. Now, I just described to you what this neighborhood is. So, you know, good and damn well that the population of this neighborhood is not 90 percent black. So clearly there's a problem here. So uh, 
Lee's opponent uh, was quoted in that story saying, you know, this is awful. We're going to get down to we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to fix this. Well, a year later, Lee requested the tickets. They write. Uh-huh. <laughs> they they write the race of the person that you gave the ticket to on the ticket, right? So he requested the tickets. And it went, it wasn't 90% anymore. It was 94%. So wow. <laughs> so when this Democrat, this white Democrat says, Hey, we're gonna do something about this. Oh, yeah, you did something about it. All right. It went from 90 to 94 percent. And now that same person is running all around the county begging black people to vote for him. So we so it's a unique set of circumstances. One, you had a candidate who's been willing to put the work in, who has a track record before he ran for elected office. And you have a Democrat that has a serious black problem. I mean, it's it's fascinating um, because he seems to be take so he's taking it head on. That that is the thing that I think is so interesting is that he is taking it head on. It's not just rhetoric. He's he's going okay because he he has experience, right? So he kind of knows. So people say one thing, but often the situation is different, right? It's just politics. So he actually went to like look for the information and, <laughs> and to see, and then to actually force them to face. The information, because we're looking at, again, you know, in certain areas, it's been completely Democrat controlled for years and years. So he's saying, look, if you're going to if you are going to um, lay the responsibility of every problem in this neighborhood at the feet of your political opposition, you at least have to answer for why things are the way they are under your leadership. And Here's the thing, Darby. I mean, me and you, we talk about this all the time. Black people are not dumb. I know that it looks like we do dumb things sometimes, you know, like that one funeral where the people stuffed the corpse of their friend (laughs) and then put them on a motorbike. Like, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) I'm not saying we're completely innocent here. (laughs) We do some wild stuff sometimes. Um, but. Black voters are the same as you. Everybody out there, they're the same as you. They want the same things. You may be confused at how they vote, but every vote is because what they're seeking is the promise of something better. Every Black person, they want more peace in their neighborhoods. They want more prosperity. They want access to the opportunities that America has to offer. They want their kids in good schools. They want access to good education. They don't want their streets filled with potholes and overrun by gang members. That's right. Those are simple things and that's what they want. And, um, I understand that our community is is very like one sided when it comes to voting. But when people vote, they're voting because they believe the people when they tell them we're going to solve these problems, they believe them. But the other reason they vote for those people, Darvio, is because there's no alternative. There's no Republican. They're going, here are some solutions to the problem. So if so there's a vacuum there, it's got to be filled. It's filled by Democrats. And because Democrats have no competition, they don't have to prove that they can do the things they're going to tell you they're, they'll do for you. They don't have to prove to you how they're going to pay your student loans. They'll just tell you, even though it's literally impossible for that to happen, they'll just tell you, I'm going to pay your student loans. So what Lee is doing is what ev- we say all the time, what every Republican needs to do, yeah. call them out on their record and then offer a real solution. 
And people will flock to that. And that's what they're seeing, regardless of race. That's what you're seeing. People flocking to the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, one of the things I love, uh, one of the many things I love about this effort and about this campaign is exactly what you just said. It's a it's not just an option because sometimes you know, in 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 our area, sometimes Republicans, if they do decide to run anybody, it'll just be like a like a token opposition. They're not going to give them any money. The person doesn't have any policy. They don't have any. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're going to lose. That's not the case here. And a lot of the Democrats here locally, they don't know how to deal with this because, you know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Right. So they've never been in a race like this before um we've never had a county executive and for people who uh for people who don't know a county executive is essentially like the mayor of the county most of you have uh county commissioners we got rid of our county commissioners in 2009 because they were so corrupt one is currently in federal prison it was was so bad that the voters said you know what (laughs) screw this whole thing get rid of the entire system and replace county commissioners with a county executive which is like the mayor of the county and a county council we threw the whole that's how bad it was kira the the government the county government was so corrupt we threw the whole damn government away. <laughs> I mean, California, are you listening? Because <laughs> it just got to a point where it's like, okay, this is not salvageable. This is, we can't fix this. I'll tell you how bad it is. You know who one of the people was who endorsed cha- throwing the entire government away? Nina Turner. Nina Turner. It was so bad that Nina Turner was like going against the entire Democratic Party. Tell people a little bit about who Nina Turner is. She's well known in activist circles and to people like us, but people out there might not know who she is. If you don't know who Nina Turner is, she's a former state senator. She ran for Congress. She was she's very closely associated with uh, with Bernie Sanders. You know, she's she's a progressive, a far left. Progressive, progressive socialist, and wasn't yeah. she Sanders's spokesperson for a hot second for the camp for his campaign? Yes, yeah, yeah. she did something for his campaign. They, they, she did. I think she was a spokesperson or a consultant, and she left because she did not think that he was keeping his socialist promises. So yeah. she, she did not feel he was staying true to his principles. She's true. She's she she's, she's true blue, true and that's blue. why we actually. We actually have a, a very good relationship, even yeah. though I disagree with her on most things. Yeah. We have a very good relationship because she's sincere. We and like Nina. If she yeah. Believe, yeah, we like Nina, even though we think she's wrong about almost everything. We like her because <laughs> she's but she she her heart is for the community. Genuinely, yeah. she gives a damn. So yeah. so that's how bad things were. So that's how we got to this point. Now, our government changed in 2009 and 2010 was when we had our first county executive. We've never had a Republican executive. So even though the government was bad, was so bad and it was ran by Democrats completely, it was so bad. We threw the whole government out. The Republicans still haven't managed to win county executive. Unbelievable. And in this race and then prior to that, we have not had we didn't have a county commissioner who was a Republican since the 1990s, the early 1990s, who ironically happened to be Lee Weingart. (laughs) (laughs) He was the last Republican commissioner, and now he's running to be the first uh, Republican county executive. But this is the best shot 
that the Republicans have had in almost 30 years to be in leadership in this. Country. What's resonating with the black community, particularly there? And that's really where I want to focus. Now, I want everyone in Cuyahoga County is big. It's a lot bigger than Cleveland. It's a lot bigger than. But if this is a guy. OK, let's assume Lee's getting like he's if he's a Republican, he's going to get the Republican base like that's just that. But now what he needs is like people who are more towards the center who are willing to cross the yeah. aisle to vote for him. And that's black votes. Right. Yeah. That, that's what those votes are. So, so it matters that he's going to get those. Yeah. What is it that's resonating when you talk to people around there? So so there's two groups of there's two groups of voters that he needs here in order to win. Because Cuyahoga County is 30 percent black, um, but it's also, you know, it's been a blue enclave for years, around one point two million people in the county. Um, it's the bluest county in Ohio, as as most of you know, Ohio has gone very red over the last uh, couple of cycles. But Cuyahoga County is like the the blue last stand. Um, but there's a lot of working class Democrats here. So you may look at the. You look at the voter rolls and you see D, but that doesn't really tell the whole story. So there's two groups of people that Lee needs in order to win um, in a in a Democratic oriented county. One is working class whites and the other one is black voters. So uh, with working class voters, Lee became the first Republican running for this position who was endorsed by the Teamsters Union. Like the Teamsters endorsed him. Wow. That's a really big deal. I think it says. One, it, it says a lot about the direction that the Republican Party is going into, mm -hmm. right? As you're seeing more working class voters starting to look at the Republican as a as a favorable option. Um, but it also says again to to the work that he's been putting in, and also um, black voters. He did a the the there was a poll that was done a few weeks ago, maybe about close to a month ago now, that shows he's at like 33 percent of the black vote which for a Republican is astronomical. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Or for a yeah. Republican to get that unheard of. Yeah. Of, of, of the black vote in the modern era. And part of it is like we talked about before, the a lot of black people just don't like the Democrat. <laughs> so that's part of it. The other part is that he actually has actual policies that he's put on the table to make life materially better for black people. So, for example, um, most counties probably have this where you have the what they call the set asides, right, where it's like a certain amount of contracts that the government gives has to go to, you know, X group or X. You know, what I mean, most yeah. most governments have that. Well, here there's something called a good faith uh, exemption. So, in other words, if you're a white owned business and you and let's say the uh, I think the requirement is like 10 percent has to go to a minority business. You can say, sir, you can certify with the county. Hey, we tried. We can't find any black people. So you still get the contract. Mm -hmm. And one of Lee's first policies, the thing that put him on my radar was that he was going to end the good faith exemption. In other words, if you bring me a contract that does not have that the, a minimum of 10 percent going to minority businesses, mm -hmm. I'm not signing the contract, period. So that is obviously something that has appealed to a lot of people who have minority owned businesses where you have in a county that's 30 percent black 
less than 5% of contracts are going to black businesses. That's absurd. And right. Democrats yeah. have been in control the entire time. And Democrats have been in control the entire time. <laughs> so entire I think sometimes time. too, Kira, like a lot of times some Republicans, especially if you don't come from the areas that we come from, mm -hmm. you look at the circumstances, you look at the conditions and you don't understand. It's like, well, wait a minute. How come your, your lives have, hasn't, hasn't been better. It's like, yeah, because these people in the office, they talk it, but they're not really doing it. Right. Hey everyone, Kira Davis here. If you're like me, you're always looking for new ways to be healthier, be more fit. Well, eating better is easier than ever with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You've got your two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals. They're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. You've got pancakes, smoothies, and a lot more than that. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep. No mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. I like this part a lot. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. My husband and I travel a lot for work, and some weeks we need more meals than others, so that is a huge plus. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm not a very good cook, so I love that. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. And y'all, don't we all want to save more money these days? Don't we all need to save more money these days so you can save money and eat right? What's not to love here? Well, check this out. If you go over to factormeals.com slash JLTY50 and you use code JLTY50, you'll get 50% off talk about saving money. So factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, factormeals.com slash J-L-T-Y 50 and use my code, my code, J-L-T-Y 50 and you'll get 50% off. That's code J-L-T-Y 50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off. Eating better has never been easier. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. How are we going to raise up the next generation of great American leaders and thinkers? 
With all of our institutions under attack, it can feel like there will be nothing left to leave our children. Join me on the Keisha King Show podcast every week where we discuss faith, culture, and politics all geared towards the next generation. We discuss the problems in our society, but we don't just leave it there. We are determined to find solutions. Subscribe to The Keisha King Show, an FCB podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. And all, and and what Lee is proposing there is really reminiscent of Trump's platinum plan. So I know that there are a lot of, and I'm not trying to connect them. What I'm saying is I can already uh, anticipate the emails that the show is going to get. They're going to say, <laughs> this is racial quotas. And, you know, we don't like it. Now, I don't I'm not a fan of quotas, but this is a local election. A, B, if you were supporting Trump's platinum plan, then this is something you probably support it because this is reminiscent of that idea of basically like forcing these Democrats who have had control to put their money where their mouth is finally. Mm-hmm. And but also you have to understand this, that like Darvio said, if this is an area where you have over 35 percent of the businesses are black and yet they're somehow being shut out and it's not Republicans shutting them out. It's not. It's yeah. Democrats. So what do Republicans do? We Republicans have to step up and make sure they get included. That's, That's right. the legacy of the Republican Party. So if that might not work on a national level for some of you, but locally speaking, when these are people who have been marginalized and purposefully left out of the prosperity of what's going on or what could go on in the neighborhood, somebody needs to step up and say, we are going to make these people do what they said they were going to do. Those yeah. weren't Republican ideas. Those were Democrat ideas. Well, about, and, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and part of it too, I mean, every, like you said, like for, you know, on the national level, obviously it would look a little different because every, every uh, area is different, right? Like they don't have this problem in Atlanta, for example, you know what I mean? The, the black businesses in Atlanta are well integrated into into the system. So they don't there's there's not an issue with with contracting there. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean, yeah, there's an issue here. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what it looks like in in Cal- in Southern California, for example. I don't know if it's different or the same or whatever. But here you have it, it, it's. And this is the thing I try to get Republicans to understand sometimes when we're complaining about the system and they want to you know recoil at that uh just reflexively and not recognize the people that we're actually complaining about who's in control of the system you know that was one thing in the um in our mm. local paper uh endorsement meeting uh when lee and the democrat opponent his name is chris ronane they were sitting uh next to each other having this this debate and the police thing came up and he was like oh well it's a it's a systemic issue it's a systemic problem. All white men are responsible. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's if it's systemic, Chris, you were the system. You were in charge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we can have we can have a conversation about the system. But right now you are my problem because you were the one in charge of the system. And I think a lot of times conservatives don't understand that when you hear black people talk about systemic racism, when you hear black people talk about issues in the criminal justice system, when we're talking about the places where we tend to live, the people who are in charge are progressive Democrats. 
Right. <laughs> offer, offer solutions. Don't defend them. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and what and one of the things I love about Lee is, and you and I talked about this offline. Dem- Democrats do racist stuff all the time. Yeah. They get, a, but they get away with it because Republicans typically don't press them on it. Lee is pressing him on it. <laughs> yes. Like you're gonna have to answer for this. And that's why it's important. And I really want people to understand this is why a lot of times black people feel uh, lost. Like we like we have no support, no backing, nowhere to go because we know the conditions that we're dealing with. But there's nobody to say, you know what? That's wrong. Because if we're living in a Democrat controlled area, they're not going to say it. They're the one in control. Right. They're, they're the ones telling us don't rock the boat. Right, Kira? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You know what don't I mean? Rock the boat. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're willing because they're like, look, you're going to you're going to jeopardize the little scraps that I am getting from the That's table. right. And that right? is crabs in a barrel mentality that has plagued our black communities since since we walked off the plantations. It is. And it it plagues every kind of internal organization. We kind of say the same thing about the GOP. But yeah, that is. But I believe the the crabs in a barrel mentality is a very progressive Democrat mentality. And it uh, you said something on Twitter one day that was just like like chef's kiss. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it that you don't want to vote for a Republican, but you know when are black people going to be more important to you than party? Like at some point, someone's got to stand up and say, black people are more important to me than the party. Yes. So and this the argument that I was making, it was it was uh, largely to a white liberal Mm -hmm. people who say they care about these issues. Mm -hmm. You say you care about black people. You say black lives matter. You say all this thing now in this race, because they because what a lot of local Democrats want to do here because they can't really attack Lee because his policies are solid. So what they try to do, they try to nationalize it. They want to talk about Trump. They want to talk about abortion. They want to talk about all these things that the county executive has nothing to do with. So I just wanted to distill it and say, all right, look, I can't speak for the rest of the races across the country, but in this race, it's the Democrat who has been oppressing black people. Mm -hmm. It's the Democrat who has nothing to offer black people. It's the Democrat who has no policy to make life materially better for black people. Specifically, Lee has things that are specific, not only just what we mentioned before, but he has other stuff. So in this here race, regardless of how you feel about, I don't care how you feel about Trump. I don't care about how you feel about anybody else Mm -hmm. in this race. The Republican is the one who's in the best interest of black people. Mm -hmm. So the question that I asked was, do you love black people more than you hate Republicans? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you get the question answered? I did. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't answer it directly. Of course, uh-huh. they just started talking about a whole bunch of other issues, which gave me the answer. You hate Republicans more than you love black people. Yeah. yeah. And at the, and at the end of the day, This is the thing. If you follow me on Twitter at D the Kingpin, you know that I rail against progressives a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm somebody and you know this, Kira, anybody can get it. When conservatives say something stupid, I go after them, too. Mm-hmm. But I rail against progressives a lot because most of them, not all, there are some sincere ones, but most of them do not believe what they say. Right. When it comes down to it. 
They they put those Black Lives Matter signs in their front yard. They put those hate has no home here signs in their front front yard. But when they're forced to choose yeah. between their ideology and what's in the best interest of black people, they choose their ideology every single time. Because it's religion. Because yes. it's their faith. It's their religion. Just the same way I'll choose, choose Jesus over any, you know, anything, any, every single right. time their, their politics is their, their messiah that's right it's their religion and so and so they can't it's the martha's vineyard problem you know <laughs> it's the martha's vineyard problem i got a lot to say about those nasty dirty republicans and how hateful and selfish they are and how stingy they are but as soon as someone shows up on my doorstep needing the help that i'm demanding other people give Oh, oh, I don't have it to get. I'm, I'm just, I'm barely getting by. I'm <laughs> barely getting by with my six million dollars a year as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just don't yeah, have. Drive me nuts. I have ten rooms in my home, but we yeah. have a housing problem here. I don't well, have, we it, don't have any room. And what drives me nuts? Those are the people who stand in the way of our progress. Yes. And and I and I said this on Twitter the other day too. Like white liberals, or and and I usually say white progressives because I like to distinguish. Yes, I, think I agree. I think there is a difference between a liberal and a progressive. Yes. So white progressives have a unique responsibility to answer for this because mm -hmm. of how often they have benefited from our vote. Yeah. So they yes. have a unique responsibility to answer for the conditions that we are still living in. There was a, there was a study, I think it was Pew Research, that said there, are, there is more multi-generational poverty among Black people than of any other group. So that means you, you was poor, your mama was poor, your grandmama was poor. Mm -hmm. There is more intergenerational, multi-generational poverty in our community than any other community. Somebody has to answer for that. And the problem in our politics is that there has been no one. They're not going to answer for it because they're the ones in charge. And mm -hmm. most of the time, the Republicans don't press them on it because they don't like talking about race. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is a problem, Republicans. We can't be afraid to talk about race. Uh, some people call that the race card. We just call it life. <laughs> we right. call it normal life. It's part of our lives. Right. Especially yeah. when you're right. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you not making an argument? One of the things that, right. that you and I care very passionately about is school choice. Mm -hmm. Why are you not making that argument? You're right. Right. You're right. That's that, like <laughs> you're absolutely right. The statistics back you up. The community backs you up when they know what it is. And when they, like the, so it absolutely. And that is the problem here. And I think that's why Lee is resonating with what he is doing, because he is calling out people and he is saying, like, you have to answer. For, you have to give an honest answer for right. for why these things haven't changed. And if you can't give the honest answer, I will give the solution to the problem. Look, Black the Black Lives Matter experiment has been an utter failure. It's been an utter disaster. Um, and, you know, born out of years ago, genuine frustration, but turned into just complete and utter failure, but worse, harm you know, her actual harm in our communities. There's never been a better time to make the case for your economic and social policies than there is right now, because we've had now two years of living under this chaos right. and we're living it in real time. So there's no more like ideas, right? It's no, it's not an idea anymore. Oh, if we just did that, look, if we had less police, 
people would we feel safe for right. her. We, we know like that now we know. Yes, right. we're living the con. I mean, they're in, in Cleveland. Didn't you guys? Wasn't there a seven-year-old, seventy-year-old woman who was attacked by a parolee? Did I get yes. this right recently? Yes, in Cleveland, and that's a direct result was of the Black Lives Matter policy. In my old neighborhood, a couple of days ago, there was some. There was two people that got shot twenty times, and my co-host and, and Dante, the, the co-host of the Outlaws, in his uh, former neighborhood, there was a four-year-old that got shot a few days ago. So, like, yeah, there's 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 clear issues here, and here's the the thing about it that kind of that frustrates me, and I was thinking about this earlier today. Progressives, some of the issues that they decry. They're right on the problem. Their solutions suck. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times what they're pointing out as a problem is a problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and the issue, I think, sometimes is that they put nature hates a vacuum. They put their solutions and their solutions suck. But typically, Republicans don't offer anything. There's no that, answer that, to them. Yeah, And that's one of the things that I love about this race. I'll give you another example. So here, uh, the Department of Children and Family Services is a complete and utter disaster. There was a whistleblower that recently came out saying that there are children that are being sexed trafficked. Oh my God. That are in the control of, of, of the Department of Children and Family Services. And these children are being sex trafficked. The Democrats said, we need to form a committee to decide how we're going to address this. Lee said everybody who runs the department needs to be fired. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> to me when I hear that and I see that these, that, mm -hmm. that these babies are going through all of that. Which one do I want? Do I want a committee or do I want people to get fired? Right. Right. <laughs> do I want a committee or do I want heads to roll? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. It's like it's and You're it's talking been, about our community. And there's been. Uh, there was a an article that came out recently. It's it's been out for months. Oh this my god! Months, and they still the current administration, who's a Democrat, he's not running for re-election, but the current administration, they've done nothing, and they're like, we don't, we don't really have any solutions of what to do. <laughs> Are you? Uh, it's just me? like the road is wide open for like the, the path is wide open. We, I, we were talking about this in regards to, you know, what I'm doing here in in my area and, and how I'm trying to participate in politics. And one of the things that I was, that we were both saying is that this is not politics as usual anymore. We are not talking about run of the mill politics. Everything has changed. The Republican Party needs to change their strategies too. There's a path to victory in places where they never would have considered it. Um, if they're willing to take some risks and start stepping up. Now, part of the problem is that I think in some places, Republicans are just happy to be losers. They're just yes. like, well, we're, you know, we're the losing party. Why put a yeah. lot of effort and money into trying to win? We'll just be the people that they go to when they need like a few extra votes to get a super majority or something. We'll hold on to that type of power, the losership power. Yeah. And we won't we won't step forward because, you know, we don't want to get dirty. I was at a meeting the other night. We were talking about strategy for education races. And someone said, well, you know, it's not it's not. Um, I'm sorry. I thought I heard something, but that's just my dog making noise downstairs. Um, <laughs> it's not 
a good idea to mix like your dirt, like dirty politics with the clean. So you want to run a nice positive campaign and like you, you kind of like keep the negativity out of it. Talk about the good things about the district. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? It's too late. The other side has been slinging mud for, I mean, for a long time, but definitely for the last two years, they've called us domestic terrorists. We're knee deep in mud. Like, it's way too late for this whole, like, we're just going to be running a positive and uplifting. No, there's nothing positive and uplifting happening right now. Yeah, there's there, yeah, we've <laughs> there. There's been people who have who have complained as well about Lee bringing up the issue of 94 percent of these tickets going to black drivers. And my comment to somebody was if the roles were reversed and it was the and it was the Republican who was in charge of a police department that I gave 94% of their tickets to black drivers in a neighborhood that is clearly not 94% black. Would they use it? Of course they would. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, and it's not, it's beyond politics here. It's the right thing to do when you have an area that is majority rich and majority white and 94% of the tickets have went to black drivers. There is a problem and it is, doubly a problem when the person who was who oversaw that is now out here begging for black people to support him so at the end of the day i'm sorry if that makes you uncomfortable to talk about mm-hmm. but it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. yeah it's the right thing to do that's what people are looking for someone to do the right thing for them that's right and they went with this new administration on the federal level because those people said, hey, we're going to do the right things for you. And they've done everything wrong. And we are noticing, like, make no mistake about it. Black people are noticing. And I'm not saying they're turning to the Republican Party in droves, but there's enough of them as evidenced by this race in Cuyahoga County. There's enough of us out here who are going, okay, well, I'm not trying to be a Republican, but I'm not trying to vote for the same old BS. If someone gives me a reason to vote right. for something that's going to help my community, I'm going to do this. This is why school choice is so popular among black voters. That's right. Because like 70, you, 80% approval. Yes. Once you get it, once you explain to them what it is, because the teachers unions like to come in and tell us what it tell us what they think it well, is. they're gonna take your baby's education that's away. what they're gonna take it they're gonna take all the money <laughs> and then they're gonna eat your babies right. <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah it's always but once you like sit down and tell people no just imagine that the money followed your kid just imagine you could just take that money instead of having to go to that school across the street and just go wherever you wanted every black person every like to a person that i've ever spoken to is like yeah well i'd do that yeah i want to do that so we we want solutions for our problems and we frankly don't care where they come from. It's, it's just that they're not really coming from Republicans right right now. Not enough. Hey everyone, Kira Davis here. If you're like me, you're always looking for new ways to be healthier, be more fit while eating better is easier than ever with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus and keto. Also, There's more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. 
You've got your two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals. They're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. You've got pancakes, smoothies, and a lot more than that. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. I like this part a lot. Factor is flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. My husband and I travel a lot for work, and some weeks we need more meals than others. So that is a huge plus. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. (laughs) I'm raising my hand. I'm not a very good cook, so I love that. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. And y'all, don't we all want to save more money these days? Don't we all need to save more money these days so you can save money and eat right? What's not to love here? Well, check this out. If you go over to factormeals.com slash JLTY50 and you use code JLTY50, you'll get 50% off talk about saving money. So factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, factormeals.com slash J-L-T-Y 50 and use my code, my code, J-L-T-Y 50 and you'll get 50% off. That's code J-L-T-Y 50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off. Eating better has never been easier. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. How are we going to raise up the next generation of great American leaders and thinkers? With all of our institutions under attack, it can feel like there will be nothing left to leave our children. Join me on the Keisha King Show podcast every week where we discuss faith, culture, and politics all geared towards the next generation. We discuss the problems in our society, but we don't just leave it there. We are determined to find solutions. Subscribe to The Keisha King Show, an FCB podcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is this race that we're having here. I've never seen a race this competitive. There have been Democrats, you know, elected officials who have come up to 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 me and and other people saying, you know, this race is much closer than it's supposed to be (laughs) because. Yeah. You know, you have a you have a guy who's actually offering solutions and who yeah. is not afraid to go and compete and who is not afraid to talk about race and who is not afraid to put policy on the table mm-hmm. to address our issues. And that's one thing 
that, you know, you and I, Kira, we've both been on the front lines fighting about this because there are some Republicans that are like, well, that's identity politics. That's playing the race card. But it's not identity politics when you do it for any other group. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I hate to break. I hate to break the news to you. All politics is identity politics. All of them are. <laughs> if you belong to a Republican Women's Federation, you are engaging in a, an identity politics right there. Yes. Like, yes. yeah, it's nothing to run from. Exactly. But it, you it's can't only make it your God. Right. Right. You have to have the identity politics becomes the problem when there's no substance with it. That's right. It's just, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah. It's just fear mongering. Right. Yeah. That's the issue. But if you have substance, it's why not? We want to black people want to be courted just like every other group. We and, say that again. <laughs> black people want to be courted just like every other group. I told somebody the other day um, who, of course, was making that argument. Oh, well, you know, uh, Trump did so and so such and such. And that didn't work. I'm like, well, first of all, you're talking about trying to reverse 50 years. Right. Right. Yeah. In one election cycle. Yeah, that's going to work. But also, I've never it, it, you couldn't imagine if if it was a product, if some, it was a company selling a product. I've never seen a company selling a product, make a do a bad job at selling a product and then blame the people for not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> do a right. better job. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Do a better job. It's it's real and and you see this all the time. I'm in a I'm in a blue county, in a in a in a red state. You're in a blue state. Uh -huh. <laughs> you, you see this all the time. Like there are people who want solutions, but a lot of times Republicans and they don't like hearing this. They don't like admitting this. Mm -hmm. They don't, so so they attack people who say this. You and I both have gotten attacked before yeah. yep. for saying this. Sometimes you suck at selling your message. Sometimes yeah. you don't do a good job. Yep. And that's just because because we're there's a whole wing of of conservatism and republicanism that is just business as usual. That's right. And they haven't figured out. And I mean, I've never seen people so hungry for leadership. I mean, it has been a long. I would have told you that that was 2016. Right. And that's how we got that huge surprise um it, in the election and you know a lot of us didn't see it coming and but i think that there were a lot of people who were looking for some kind of leader and trump just like ignited that in some people but now trump's gone you know that whole thing is i know some people can't let him go <laughs> like in the media <laughs> they're just still obsessed as if he's still the president like this guy you don't even have him on twitter no more like just let him go but um but the need for leadership is still here. In fact, it's probably worse now, um, particularly when we're seeing so many people being censored on, on social media and it's hard for leaders to pop up. People are hungry for leaders and a leader is I'm learning Darvio as I'm doing my thing here in Orange County. What I'm learning is the, a leader is not a person who speaks well. A leader is somebody who's willing to stand up and take the slings and arrows that's right. Of 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 hostile actors who don't want the best for our community. They're the person who's willing to stand in front and take all the fire and take all the hits to their reputation and hear all the insults and still stand and say, but what I'm doing is right. And I know what I believe for our community is right. That's a leader. 
that's what people want. They want to see people who are willing to take a risk and willing to have their feelings hurt. Right. You know, I you know we hear we talk about this all the time, like so many Republicans are like why would we like why bother we're not welcome like the party i mean i'm i don't mean a particular racial group now i mean like the party is not welcome in the black yeah, community the attitude, yeah, yeah you you show up and people make fun of you or they don't like come out to your stuff or they run you out you know whatever and it's like okay a leader is someone who wades in anyway right. <laughs> like who who doesn't pay attention to that and says you know what but i have something i i believe in this message that's right and if you hear it i think you'll believe in it too yeah and 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 lee could have been that guy oh i don't know but he if you see him he will go and talk to anybody he'll walk up to anybody any group anything you know and 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 push his message because he knows that his message is the right message and he knows that he's doing it for the right reasons. And that's it takes part of the problem is that a lot of the institution of the Republican Party, not necessarily the voters, because I think there are some voters now who understand. Yeah, definitely. Spreading the message of 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 diversifying <laughs> their party. But the institutional Republican Party, a lot of them are cowards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just that's just the bottom line. They're cowards and they need to have the the spine like like Lee. They need to understand that people are people and people want solutions to their issues. There's there there's no difference there. You know, now our some of our issues and circumstances might be different, but we all want the same thing, which mm -hmm. is to live in peace and prosperity. We all want the same thing. But someone has to be bold enough, has to have the guts to say, to stand up and raise their hand and say, I think I can help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously people are responding to that. I think I can help. And those are the words that everybody wants to hear. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's where we have to focus. We do. We have to focus less on party. And I mean, that it sounds cliche because so many people say it, but this has never been more of an opportunity to actually affect real change if good people are willing to put their own feelings and their own comfort on the line. That's right. That's absolutely right. And it is an issue of, you know, policy over party, because at the end of the day, you know, it's some Republicans I don't like either. Right. <laughs> like, so it's not a sure it's not a uh, it's yeah. not a party. I'm not a I'm not a mindless Right. Drone for either party. If I don't like you, I don't like you. If you're not, if you're not putting out solutions that can help make lo people's lives better, I have a problem with you. I don't care what party you're from. But yeah, Republicans have to earn my vote just the way that we're. They're always shouting at the Democrats that they have to earn my vote. I mean, I'll, the Republican will tell me in a heartbeat, "Oh, the Democrats never earned your vote." And then, but and they'll turn around. There are some people who, in the very next breath, say, "Well, you have an obligation to the Republican Party. Don't be too cruel. Don't be too mean. Don't be too harsh." Because it's like, <laughs> no, you you come get my, you earn my vote too. Right. You earn it too. Just because right. I don't want to be a Democrat doesn't mean that I'm now completely loyal to this one side, and I don't expect anything. My community has needs, and I expect them, you know, to be addressed in in the matter that we can all agree upon, which is pursuing liberty. When it right. comes to policy, yes. 
Yes. At the end, at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. And so what we're seeing here is we're seeing people who are responding positively to someone who is put. First of all, they're responding positively to the competition. Right. right. They're actually being courted. Yes. You know what I mean? In a way that black voters typically aren't uh, courted. Yeah. But they're also responding to this white Republican saying, I have policies that mm. will positively impact you. Because I think that's another issue that a lot of times Republicans have is that sometimes Republicans get too eggheady, too nerdy, and they're talking about things in the abstract mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. people don't understand. OK, well, what does it mean for me? You know, one of the one of the reasons why uh, Lee was able to get, you know, the Teamsters Union endorsement and he had some other unions endorse him, too, is that it wasn't a it wasn't a question of business versus labor. He's like, well, in the government, the county government is unionized. Right. So in order for me to be an effective executive, I have to have a good relationship with with labor because the county is is unionized. So it was just a practical understanding of, well, I'm going to be working with these people, so I need to have a good relationship with them, as well as, you mm-hmm. know, there was uh, one of the one of the uh, the local papers asked him, well, are you pro business or pro labor? He said, I'm pro business and pro labor. <laughs> <laughs> pro labor used to be the same way, right? Right. Yeah, like, it used to be. You didn't have to delineate that. Right. Yeah. You're you're working together, mm-hmm. and as and as you know. Because of the working class tilt of the Republican Party now, you're having more working class voters. You're having more union voters. You're having more of 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 those folks entering into the Republican Party anyway. So which is something that the Republican elites still continue to fight against to this day. Mm -hmm. There are some people who don't want the party to look different right and what lee is doing what lee is building is um is a microcosm of that he has a a coalition of republicans and traditional democrats and union voters and black people Mm -hmm. and that's if the republicans ever want to be a true like a governing majority Mm -hmm. that's what the party has to look like yeah it has to look like solutions oriented instead of politics oriented. And that's why I think those things come at the local level, not the federal level. It's, you know, I think where Lee's at is where the most change is going to be affected. Where I'm at is where the most change is going to be affected for now, you know, and then I believe sincerely that when it comes to politics, change trickles up, not down. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So it will eventually get to the federal level, but yeah, problem is the federal at the federal level they don't do anything unless they absolutely have to that's right and they have to when their base starts shifting right yeah when the base goes oh we actually like x y and z you know and then five years later the the federal party goes oh well x y and z this this is what's (laughs) flipping elections at local levels maybe we should do that too it is all politics it's draining but in a way like 2020 Darvio, I mean, we, we talked, we both had heavy hearts 
after that election because we saw what was on the horizon. Not necessarily for, you know, I know there was shenanigans and everyone's got their opinions, but it wasn't just about that. But it was just like we saw what was coming. We knew. And I remember you saying, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like it just would just keep losing. And I'm looking at dark times ahead. And sometimes I just want to throw up my hands and be like, fine, if you're going to vote for your own destruction, you know, let me get out of the way. But in a weird way, here we are in 22 and we've never had a more exciting time to win and offer solutions. I've just never seen anything like it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and part of it too is the unfortunate part is that there's so much suffering as a result. Yes. Right? Now, you know, we've spent uh, most of the time talking about politics on the local level, which I agree with you. I think that's the, the most, that's where the battleground is right now. Um, but I mean, the most recent poll came out, like Joe Biden is in like the sixties with black people, which is absurdly low for a Democrat at the national mm -hmm. level. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there are and my, my whole thing too, you know, Kira, I hated the election of 2016 and 2020, mm -hmm. um, because it was just, it was so nasty and so dirty and mm -hmm. so like, uh, um, so for me, my thing was, I'm tired of seeing people suffer. Yeah. That was, that was the thing that made me care about politics in the first place. It wasn't to get power for myself. It wasn't to be on the winning team, if you will. It was because I wanted to see people's lives improve. And we spent, we've spent so much time talking about bull bleep that doesn't, improve people's lives yeah and the thing that that i love the most about like what you're doing and about the stuff that we're doing is we're talking about stuff that has a, a real yes on people's lives yes in real time yeah those yeah. things are those things are critically important and for i totally agree with you when you said that people are looking for leaders they're looking for leaders because their problems, no one is offering solutions to their problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so exactly. People start looking, so people start looking for leaders when they want solutions. You know, I, I grew up in an area where when I was a kid, it was, you know, predominantly, you know, low, low, low middle class, working class and poor black people and working class white people. Mm -hmm. And so those are the two groups that I connect with the most because those are the people that I grew up with. And you look at the conditions that both of those groups are living in right now. You look at the violence yeah. and crime that's in the black community, um, how it's, it's skyrocketed to a point where it's like, it's, it's almost looking like the 1990s again. Yeah. The late eighties and, and early nineties. You look at uh, the white working class with all of the fentanyl overdoses and the heroin overdoses and, and all of these, you know, all of those issues and the high rate of suicide that they had, like there is real problems. There are real problems. There's real issues that people are dealing with. And at the end of the day, if we're in a position to make things better for people who need them, that's what we should do. Um, I can't 
add anything better to that. Let's end there (laughs) because that's what we're doing. Real solutions is why you and I have always, we met uh, because of education and school choice. And it's why we've always had a passion for education because it's where you can change things. But I just wanted to talk about Lee's race because I think it's a fascinating possible precedent for how I believe common sense politicians can sort of right the ship and get into these uh, previously closed communities or you feel that they're closed communities and make some noise. No, not every battle is going to be won, but I know as a voter and a parent, I would just want someone who says they're fighting for me. That's right. You know, go fight for me. Make me believe that you are and and you have my vote because my family is more important to me than anything. And and if you can make our lives better and help me to create a future for my children that's going to be even more prosperous than mine, you know, I'm on board. Just right. make it make sense. <laughs> That's all. Um, Darby, will tell everybody if they're curious to find out about Lee. I mean, obviously, this is a national show. Some people are inside of Ohio, but others just might want to know what he's doing and if they can support him. So where can people go to find out more about this guy, Lee Weingart? Yes. So um, his website is Weingart2022.com. That's W-E-I-N-G-A-R-T 2022.com. You can also Follow him on uh, social media. All of his social media is at Weingart2022. Um, um, his um, his first uh, commercial uh, was just released. Um, you'll probably see that on there. I tweeted it out as well, um, talking about uh, one of his plans, which is to uh, freeze property taxes for seniors because property taxes here are starting to, to go through the roof, which could force seniors out of their homes. Mm-hmm. And in... Um, a tax policy that we have here called Rita. And basically what it says is if you work and live in a different city, you pay local income taxes to both of those cities. Oh, which this blew my freaking mind. When you told me the other day, (laughs) say this again, everybody listen to this. I don't know if it's like this where you live. I've never lived in a place where it's like this with. Yeah. So there's, I think there's like 50, 58 or 59 different municipalities in, in Cuyahoga County. If you live in one municipality and work in another, so if you live in the city, if you work in the city, for example, and you live in the suburbs, you pay local income taxes. Right now, you pay local income taxes to both the city and the suburb that you live in. That seems like it should be illegal. (laughs) (laughs) It's absurd. It is absolutely absurd. Like, it blew my mind. Yeah. So um, he wants to get rid of that and and simplified and where you only pay one uh local Boom. income tax, not two yeah. isn't that isn't that a uh a, a, a wow thought? it's a groundbreaking wow. <laughs> like, only pay taxes where you work because it's all in the county oh, this like, is crazy it's and who all in could the defend county. that right it's oh and, and what the well the democrat is against it right of He's course <laughs> Well, the mayors, the mayors don't like it. Of course they don't. Well, of course they don't like it. What do we care what the mayors <laughs> like or don't like? <laughs> so Lee told, Lee told him once at a debate, he said, well, you can have the mayors. I'll take the people. Amen. <laughs> so make sure y'all follow him on social media. You may also see him uh, 
uh, dancing as well. Like he he does the he's been he was doing the white guy dance. Now he's actually been going to like black line dances and stuff and actually learning the line. Oh, he's starting to get into it. Okay, all right, Lee, go ahead. So So, this is like a good like education for him too. He can go to the cookouts now. (laughs) Lee is literally welcome to the cookout. He's been to like some places some cookouts in like the hood. I love it. They're like, hey, put his signs up everywhere. Like it's it's crazy. So go to his website, winegard2022.com. Follow him on social media, winegard2022. All right. Thanks, Darviel. Thank you, everybody. Um, Darviel, catch you on the flip side. I appreciate you, homie. All right. Bye. I pray the Lord, my soul today, that we won't lose faith and we won't lose faith. All we got is us, no one can take that away yeah. So don't lose faith, it's gonna be okay I pray the Lord, my soul today That we won't lose faith, and we won't lose faith All we got is us, no one can take that away yeah. So don't lose faith, it's gonna be okay The FCB Radio Network First class broadcasting worldwide Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.